Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled working mother who hit snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can follow a nutrition plan that supports their goals, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of their to-do list, and go to bed feeling fantastic about the day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle, and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. Now on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is another episode in the series of live time management coaching, and I'm so excited to have with me today Beth Roy from Be Styled, who many of you probably know, and if you have been following the podcast for a long time, you know Beth has been a guest several times. In fact, Beth, I think I told you your episode, the one that we did, I think we did a panel with several people from your program, and that has topped the charts and become the top downloaded episode. Did I tell you that? You you mentioned that to me, and that's very yeah. exciting. It was a great so, panel. It was so phenomenal. I forget the episode number off the top of my head. I'll put that in the show notes, but it was such a powerful conversation about body image and really the heart and soul of your business, which is to just get dressed and present yourself as your best self each day. And it really goes such a long way in how you feel and therefore in what you do and how you conduct your day. And it just, it's so funny um, how much it dove, dovetails with what I teach, but coming at it from a different angle. And so that's why we became such great friends and why we've done so much work together. So let me officially welcome you to the podcast today. Thank you, Carol. I'm thrilled to be here. So excited. So um, like I said, many people know you, but for those who don't, can you tell us a little bit about you and just sort of what does life look like these days? What's what's in the landscape of your life in the background? And then we're going to get into what are some of the challenges that you're having with time management and see if we can make some tweaks and adjustments to how things are going now so that they feel a lot better for you. How's that sound? That sounds great. Okay. All right. So um, my life has changed a lot in the past year and definitely since we last recorded a podcast in that I downsized our house home of 24 years and moved down to Rhode Island to a smaller house um, that we absolutely love. Um, and at the time we also spoke, my mother was living with us. She passed away at 97, which was it just, we were so blessed to have her with us for 10 years, but that took up a lot of my time. Um, and that, that obviously has changed as well. I have three sons, two of whom are, are living that my, my husband calls it the three E's. They are educated, employed, and elsewhere. <laughs> I love that. That's um, hilarious. <laughs> and they're living in Chicago, not together, but like 10 minutes apart. So it's yeah. perfect. And they're happily employed and independent. Um, and then my third is in college. He's a junior. So I still have, and he's home during the summer. So he is now abroad. But so we are true empty nesters at this moment. Um, and I, as you mentioned, I have my own business 
So I work for myself. I don't have any employees. I don't have any staff. <laughs> it's just me. Um, and I love my business and I spend the better part of my day doing things related to my business. Um, but I have no boss and I have, um, I have accountability to myself and to my clients, but I don't have a lot of true deadlines. I do, but not when I have a deadline, I'm really good at meeting a deadline, but I have a lot of open time and a lot of, I have a creative mind. I probably have a, a little splash of ADD thrown in there, never diagnosed, but as I've gotten older, I'm kind of like, yeah, it probably does ring true. So I, I, I find myself having a full day to do really whatever I want to do. I, I'm at home most of the time and um, I start the day or the night before I'm like, okay, today, tomorrow's the day. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I sometimes write it down. Sometimes I don't, I keep it in my head and I'm a consummate multitasker. I feel like I do, I'm very productive during the day, but I'm not intentional during the day. And at the end okay. of the day, sometimes I feel defeated because I have Tell me a little bit more about that. So you, um, you're productive, but not intentional. And then at the end of the day, you feel defeated. Tell me more about that defeated feeling. Just, I just feel like, I, I feel like I spin my wheels a lot. I feel like I go off track. Um, part of my business involves being online a lot in a, in a face in Facebook of all places, which is, can become very distracting. And I have to do a lot of online shopping as part of my business. And that's obviously very distracting. You know, I'll go to look for a link for somebody and then I'll see this, that, and I, and I go off track Yeah, and I try to use the tool you taught me during the time management course where I tell myself, okay, Beth, you are looking for this one link. You're getting this one link. This is what you're doing now, or you are writing this email and try to stay doing that until it's completed. But oftentimes I don't, and I lose time and I lose focus. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, you get into bed and, and you remember, well, I had such high hopes for today. And what you had said to me just before we recorded was you kind of just feel that discouragement that, oh, what did I get done today? Right. I was spinning my wheels and I didn't get those things done that I wanted to. And it really feels awful. I know that feeling um, right. from years past before I used, before I really worked on my own time management. And it's really a terrible feeling. It's very discouraging and demoralizing. You feel like Groundhog Day, like here we go again. I'm just stuck in a rut. And, and I, I, let me just say, I feel at the, the, at the end of the day when I feel that way, it's usually because there are things that I know I should do. I have a list of them right here that are that aren't work related. That are just not, you know, like looking for. A, I need to get a new doctor. Like I need to yeah. go through that whole. That just to me is just oh. And there's no deadline necessarily, but I know I need to do it. So I'm always like, all right, I'll do it tomorrow. And then the, that day yeah. ends. Tomorrow you're going to do that. And I, you know. Yeah, well, it. these tasks aren't fun. I'm sure online shopping is a lot more fun. And unfortunately, exactly. there are tasks that we need. Yeah. Yeah, there are tasks we need to do as an adult that are not fun. And it can be really hard to, to really muster the will to do them. So we'll, let's tackle that. But in a moment, I want to go back to what you said. Let's talk about challenge number one which is both a blessing and a curse, which is that your time is your own now. I mean, you have really earned this as a mom, a working mom of three boys. There were days, um, there was a season in your life when you were super busy and there were a lot of structure, there was a lot of structure and deadlines and things that had a definite day and time, but you paid your dues. You got through all of that and you have now earned this beautiful 
phase in your life where you where it's not so frenetic and chaotic and you have more time for yourself to do more of what you want to do and less of what you have to do but there still are things that you have to do and that you would like to be more intentional about and so um it it's hard to find that balance so what happens when and we were talking about this offline that i i know you're not alone that a lot of people struggle with this this, what do you call it? The pendulum between totally unstructured and structured. And for some people being super structured is fabulous. Um, and for other people that feels like the most dreadful thing in the world. And you want to go to the other end of the spectrum and say, I don't, I don't want all that structure. I want to be free. I want to let my brain go where it wants to go. I want to let my interest drive me, but it doesn't really work. If you're too far over to that end of the spectrum, it really it sabotages you because then at the end of the day, you feel so discouraged. So tell me a little bit more about how you feel about those two sides of the spectrum. Well, that, that basically sums it up. I mean, if I try to, um, you know, there'll be a Monday morning, I'll say, okay, today I'm going to map out my day and I'll, I'll get a planner that has like the hour by hour. Okay. This is for these two hours. I'm going to do this. And I, I see the value in that. Um, and there's a part of me that enjoys it. I, I've sort of been doing it today, as a matter of fact. And I'm like, wow, it does kind of work to give myself um, time frames to do certain things. But I think I get too caught up in in being too, I can't be too exact about the time because yeah. it, that doesn't really work for me. So I think I, there's something to be said, I think, for that whole time, is it called buckets or? Yep a chunk time of time blocking, time blocking, time blocking, like, you know, so in the morning, I'm going to focus on this midday. I'm going to focus on that at the end of the day, like give myself maybe three buckets yep. and fit things into those buckets. I could see how that might work. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've learned in working with so many people over the years of different ages and different phases of life is that everybody is different. Some people like me, I have two kids at home. I'm working. I really do need that hour to hour <laughs> structure um, because that's how my life is right now. But people like you and at other phases don't need it to be that busy and detailed. And so even if you just have a lighter sketch, um, that could be just enough to help you feel more productive and more accomplished, but still give you the wiggle room and the freedom to enjoy this phase of life and to not feel so con confined into structure. But I think one step that really has to happen is to embrace a certain amount of structure, to really tell yourself, I can't, be, this is your expression, I can't be so willy-nilly. I can't float in the wind and wake up and not have any kind of planned, Beth, that does not work. You can't do that. But you don't have to be super, super structured. Just a little bit more is going to feel much better. So I would like to propose, so I know you work a lot on habits. People who follow me know that habits is my love language and my favorite word. And I know, and maybe we can talk about this, that there are some habits that you have really solidified that are working so well for you. So I'm wondering if we could tack on to those one more habit, which is to just, maybe we call it a sketch, like a light sketch for the day, not, you know, a whole crazy planner. How do you I think like that. that would feel? Absolutely like that. Um, okay. What, what's your gut reaction to this word, a light sketch? I like, I like that. I do okay. like that. I think, but I, a light, a light sketch that definitely has some structure. Yeah. I, I think, like you said, like if I'm too willy nilly, it, I need, I do need it to be medium tight. Yeah. Okay. Not really tight, but not too loose. So, okay. just, yeah. 
So tell me about the morning, what the morning looks like and some of the habits that, you, that you've been working on to see if we can build this into that routine. Okay. Um, so I, I learned from you about the miracle morning or the morning, miracle morning, miracle morning yep. fantastic book years ago. That goes way back many years. And that has been a habit that I do religiously. It's a, it's a abbreviated version, but it just works for me. And I have a chair right behind me that I sit in every morning and I don't get up as early as I used to. During COVID, I was getting up like you kind, you're kind of crazy early. Now I get up, you know, six thirty or so. Um, and then, so I do, I do that. And then my, the, as far as habit goes, the habit that I need to either break or instill in myself is the not looking at my phone. Yeah. I, if I go and look at my phone after doing my, my couple things that I do that are completely without the phone, that's when I see the notification in the Facebook group or I see something and I, and I'm like, all right, I'll just do this really quickly. And then it's 10 o'clock. Yeah. I try to do is, is not open the phone, do do my, you know, 30 minutes or to an hour of some sort of exercise after my morning routine. That's sort of the next thing I do. And then nine times out of 10, I try to jump in the shower and just get dressed. I mean, that the just get dressed to me is sort of the anchor of my morning. Mm -hmm. That is, that is the, the end. That's where I wrap up my morning of drinking coffee, doing my morning routine, exercising, shower. Then once I'm dressed, and I think what I need to do is give myself a time by which I will be done with those things yeah. and make it realistic. And I've realized as I've been thinking about this since I decided, since we knew we were going to be talking, I realized 10 o'clock is the magic time for me. Yeah. I could say to myself, Beth, you can do whatever you want, your morning routine, whatever kind of workout you want to do, as long as you are showered and dressed by 10 o'clock. I love that so much. And you stole what I was going to say, which is that I really think it helps to have a time burned in your brain that mm. you know is the ultimate cutoff time that you just say, you know, by 10 o'clock, I have to be at my desk dressed and ready to go. And I love how that, how you remind yourself, I have all that freedom between 630 and 10. You already know. Um, I bet, I bet Bill, your husband could predict just like mine could your path in the morning. You're going to wake up. You're going to come down and have coffee. You're going to sit in your chair. You're going to take out your notebook. You're going to then go exercise. Then you're going to go in the shower. And then it, and then what we want to, I want to add one thing to that actually, which is before you get up. So after you do your journaling, your miracle morning, I want you to do your light sketch of your day. Oh, do it then. Okay. Do it then Before okay. the day starts. So do it then when you Got haven't it. looked on your phone, well, I guess it might require to look on your phone. I don't know. Maybe you'll have to think about this. Um, does it should not require me to look at my phone. I do it in a on a, a I have a spiral notebook. Okay. Every day gets a page, and that's where I that's what I've been doing, and that that does work for me. Okay. I have appointments on my phone. Of course, um, yeah. I don't, so so that's that's on my phone, and I get reminders, and Alexa reminds me. So that appointments I'm pretty, I'm good about. And I'll write those on my day. So do you think that would work to add on to, we call this habit stacking, to stack this new habit of making your light sketch and add that onto the miracle morning routine. Then you go do your exercise, then you shower. So you haven't picked up your phone until 10 o'clock. That would be life-changing. Life I want to tell you. Hard. hard. Yep. What do you think would be hard Probably about hard that? just because I'm thinking about text. I feel like, I guess I could say if, if I, as long as I can look at texts, as, I, maybe I don't go on any kind of 
no email, which we need to talk about because that's yep. another part. No email and no um, Facebook group, which okay. is a work thing. Both are work things. None of that until 10 o'clock. And I'm just curious, why do you feel that you have to look at texts? I don't know. Maybe I don't. That just seems like, because because I don't know, you know, I have friends who are like, do you want to do something? But, you know, maybe my kids. I just feel I'm not like- saying it's a bad thing. I'm right. just curious. I feel like I need to, but, but not first thing in the morning. I think yeah. I, maybe I can do that while I'm, you know, while I'm getting ready, while I'm, maybe could I do that? Or is that going to derail me? But only text. Can yeah. I please text? Well, <laughs> here's what I always say. I always say everything's worth an experiment. We okay. don't know for sure. So do an experiment. I, I think you're onto something. Definitely don't do social media and email, but I understand like I would want to see texts if my kids weren't in my house, I would want to make sure that nothing came in from them. And like you said, someone might invite you to do something that would change your day. So I think that sounds reasonable, but let's just do an experiment and just see how that goes and just commit to evaluating, taking a step back and in a couple of weeks and saying, how is that going? Is that effective? Or is that derailing me? And then you might revisit that. But I want to let you in on a little secret. So my hard and fast time is nine o'clock. Usually my Zoom calls and appointments start at nine. So I know that I have to be dressed and ready to go at nine, which means that I'm usually getting dressed somewhere between 8.30 and nine. And there are times when I will post a picture for you and I am a little interested in some immediate feedback. However, I also at the same time say, I really hope Beth is not answering me because I know she's supposed to be exercising right now. And I'll actually be a little bit mad if she if she responds right now. So she should not be. And so I respect the boundary that I know you have and sort of the, the goal that you have for yourself. So as a client, I'm actually, I have more respect for you to not get back to me right away because I know you're modeling setting that boundary. Wow. That's interesting. That's, that's powerful. Yeah. And I, and you have told, talked to me in the past about sort of instituting office hours and having set yes. time when I'm in that group. Yeah. And that's, that's a discipline that I would like to. Because if, if, if you respond, you know, yes, a lot of people are getting ready in the morning. And if you respond, then we, you know, it's setting the expectation that we know, oh, she's available. So I'll keep doing that and that she must be okay with this. So, um, if the message is no, like, you know, my, my work doesn't, my business day doesn't start until 10, then we know we have to come up with another strategy. Try on your outfit the night before, if you want, or the day before, if you want some, some help, or you just have to wait and that's okay. We're adults. We know how to wait. Right. Okay. All right. I like that. Okay. I mean, I, and I guess on the flip side, and that, again, it comes back to that experimenting thing. If I found that it was a problem, if, if it was, you know, impacting people, you know, not having me available, I could, I could, it's like a 15 minute thing. I could schedule in a 15 minute time, maybe at like nine o'clock, nine in the morning, a 15 minute morning Facebook check-in. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. something I play with, yeah. Just, yeah. but schedule it in and not have it just be, oh, I pick up my phone and, you know, see yeah. a notification. Schedule. And think about communicating the expectations. Right. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if you saw this, I shared this on Facebook. Um, this more has to do with email, which we're going to talk about, but um, I sent an email to someone the other day and I got an auto reply that said, I'm working on a time sensitive matter today and tomorrow. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. 
And I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. Like what clear communication about expectations. And if my thing was really urgent, which it wasn't, then I would have figured out what I need to do. And I could have called her, called her um, or something like that, but it wasn't. So I just sat back and said, okay, I know not to hear from her. Now move on and, and do something else. I love that. Isn't that I amazing? That. Yes. Yeah. Just, just voicing. And, and I'll tell you another example. And, you know, I think you are, you're in the service industry, your business involves service. And so I think for a lot of people in that kind of industry, it's seductive because you want to make your clients happy. You want to be available. And so it can seduce you into being Uber available, which at the end of the day is not going to serve you well. And I have to believe there's a happy medium in there where your clients feel like they they got good customer service and you're there, but you have boundaries around that. And so another example is a photographer that I was working with, um, who's phenomenal, by the way, Shawan, um, absolutely phenomenal. And um, I was going back and forth. I was doing a photo shoot with her for my website, I think. And I got a message that said, maybe it was a Thursday and it said, I'm out of the office on Friday. I got back to you on Monday. And I had so much respect for that. I know as a small business owner, it's so easy to pick up your phone on Saturday morning. I'm sure she saw those emails and she could have gotten back to me and she did not get back to me until Monday. And, it, you know, my house didn't burn down. There was there was no photography crisis that couldn't wait until Monday. And I had mad, mad respect for that boundary that she set and kept. Was it an automated? I'm just curious. Was it an automated email? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's... Yeah. So I think it, maybe it was summer and she was taking Fridays off. And so she'd be back in the office on Monday. And mm -hmm. so she just let people know, here's the expectation. I think that's, I agree. I have huge respect for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I like this idea for you of playing around with boundaries, communicating about it, and then testing it out. And you can always adjust. You could take a poll in your group and you could say, what time would be most helpful to hear from me? Um, that's a really good idea. I'm going to write that one down. That, that's very helpful. Some people are probably super early morning people. Like I know they're teachers. They're probably getting dressed at five in the morning. Like they're just, they're not going to expect you to be available. Right. right so right. they have to work around. completely, you know, completely change everything they're doing either necessarily. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But that, I like the idea of a poll and then just having some structure Ooh. to when I go in there. I just had another idea um, okay. that you could invite people to take pictures and quote unquote, submit them um, and say, my review hours are 10 to 11. So if you want some input on your outfit for the day, submit by 10 and I'll be posting my feedback then. That's great idea. I like that. I wow. think that's phenomenal for you. That's now a, that's a really good idea. I like that. And then that would just be part of, that would be, that would be, so, so when you talk about this sketch of my day, yeah, there are going to be certain things that are going to be consistent day in and day out. The 10 o'clock start time, for example, maybe those set office hours or whatever, but, you know, check-in times could be fairly consistent. And then what do I do? Like, then what about yes. our time? Like, okay, um, so let's get into that. So, okay. um, so for those of who don't, those of you who don't know this, Beth was actually 
really how my time management program came about. And so I was going to say that you were client number one in this version. Help me, Carol, help me. Help yes. me do what you do. <laughs> yes, because I had been doing it for a long time, um, working with adults with ADHD in person and in a clinical situation. And then we, you asked me to help and we got this idea, you know, there are probably other people out there who could benefit from this. So we decided to make an online course and make it available to anyone who, who needed it. And so I really owe this whole program to you. Um, so anyway, so you had mentioned to me before we started recording, you know, that back in the beginning, I mean, gosh, that was like four years ago, almost <laughs> when we first started this and you really worked on creating a system that was pretty detailed, like almost as detailed as mine is now. And as you were saying before, you don't necessarily need that anymore, but tell me, how did it work when you did have a system that you were using? How did that work for you? And how did that feel? And what did that look like for you? Um, it, so that's, that's goes way back, way back, but it was, it worked well when I did it though, it was, right. it took the discipline and the, and the habits of, of the habit of, of actually following it. And it also, it was difficult because I was trying to, to, to time, to put activities into certain time of the day. And then something would come up, you know, with my mother or the time I probably had kids at home, you know, things would come up and I would, and then, and then it would just go out the window. And then, and then, then eventually I just stopped looking at it, you know, and I started to go back to the willy nilly flying by the seat of my pants. And on the foot, you know, I, I, but I, I said earlier, like I, I'm strangely productive doing that. I really get a lot done. I don't, I don't miss things. I don't, um, overlook a lot, but it's not a, it's not a great way to work. I know that. I mean, I, how you, how you get to the end line doesn't feel good, but you do not, get to the end line. It's not pretty. It's not yeah. pretty. I get there, but I could get there. I think what it comes down to, especially at this stage in my life is I want to work less. Yeah. I want to work less. I don't want to work as many hours as I necessarily do, but I still want to accomplish everything. And I know that I'm capable of doing that if I work smarter and totally. more. That is a hundred percent. My philosophy is Work when it's time to work so that you can then full heartedly with a clear conscience play when it's time to play. And if you truly are efficient and focused, you can get that work done in less time and free up more time to do whatever you want and do it and really, really enjoy it without that nagging feeling that there are things that are outstanding or that you didn't get to or that you didn't know. You don't know if there are things that you're missing. Right. So it's like you more clearly define the space. You're either working or you're playing and you're not in that haze of the middle of, I'm really just zoning out because I don't really know what to do, but I can't right. give myself permission to relax. So I'm just zoning. And that's the worst of all of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I do, I do appreciate, I love crossing things off a to-do list. Like I do like in my, when I write things down, get this done today, I, I do get a lot of satisfaction out of saying, okay, what's next? Like I, I, my brain does like that. Probably um, like that little dopamine. We all do, right? Right. Of, of like oh, saying, yeah, that's you worked it out and you did it yeah. as opposed to just, you know. So let's take out a, a page in your notebook at, that, that okay. you were describing. And let's just see if we can see what would a sketch look like. So you, you're well, just ironically, talking. I actually did one in preparation okay. today and it's working well, I will say. Okay. Um, so what does that sketch look like? So what I did is I, first of all, I said, I, I wrote three things. I learned this somewhere. I, I think it's probably from you, like my A things, like three things that I- yep absolutely want to accomplish today. And I tried to make them time set things that I could, that I realistically could get done today. Just three though, three things okay. for work. And then I have a couple things for home 
um, that I could do in, in a short amount of time, but I just have to sit down and do it. Okay. Yeah. So I have my like big picture list of three things that I want to get done. And then I went below that and I wrote, I started a, a schedule. Like I, I wrote down what my, my workout that I did. I wrote down, um, this, this, this call. So 10 to 10 to 1130, I have Carol. And then I, I took those things that I needed to do. And I gave just blocks of time. I gave like a two hour block of time. I have like three emails I need to write that take time. Like it's almost like a blog post. Yeah. So I, I assigned a time to them and to, uh, I did include an hour of group interaction from two to three. And then I gave myself from three to four to do those house things. Mm -hmm. So I just sort of sketched it out. And then um, below that, I, I was things like when I was actually working out, I thought of something I needed to do. So after I worked out, I went and just wrote that down on my list of other things, just mm -hmm. simple. So it's all on one piece of paper. Yep. So that's kind and, of what I'm And how does that feel when you it look at that? It feels really good, actually. Right? I do this consistently and, and maybe get a little more... Um, yeah. I think having that 10 o'clock start time is mm -hmm. going to be, of all the things, that's going to be magical because there are many days when I don't do that, where the workout becomes this, and then I take a shower, and then I'm watching a YouTube video and <laughs> go off, oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll try that. You know what I mean? And then it's noon, and I'm still in my workout clothes Yeah, and done a bunch of stuff. I've accomplished, quote unquote, a bunch of things, but it's not... It doesn't, none of it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> so that 10 o'clock, sit at my desk and have, a, and, and having had already created this in the morning, like you mentioned, Yep. the morning, early morning routine, having this sketched out so that at 10 o'clock I sit at my desk and this, this sketch is in front of me. Okay. This is what I'm doing next. And here's the best part of that is that. You have separated out the decision-making from the doing. So at, let's say it's 7.30 when you're sitting down after your miracle morning routine and you're you're making the plan, you're deciding, all right, what's going on today? Do I have any appointments? You know, like how much unstructured time do I have? Okay, what are the most important things I want to do? And in what order am I going to do them? But you don't actually have to do them then. You're just making the decision. And that's so much easier on your brain when all you have to do is decide. And then- Throughout the day, decisions are done. You just have to implement. And that's a lot easier than trying to decide, implement, decide, implement, decide, implement. That's dreadful. It is. So separating those two processes out is so much better, more liberating, more doable. That's powerful. I like that. Make the decision and then just follow the... the so, and this goes back, I can't remember if we had recorded when we were saying this, how, you know, as adults, there are tasks that we all have tasks we just don't want to do. You know, there are things that we love that we're excited to do. And then there are things that we just don't want to do. And it can be really hard to motivate yourself to do them. And, you know, so, and it can be easy to just put them aside and say, no, I'll do it tomorrow, 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 especially the things that don't have a, def a definite deadline. But what this helps you to do, the separating out the decision-making from the doing is it helps you strengthen that muscle of doing whatever's on that list because you already decided this is important. And so I'm just going to do it. I'm not even going to um, entertain any of those questions. Do I feel like it? Do I want to? Is this fun? Is this boring? Is this really the most important thing? 
you, you're not even going to entertain all of those questions. You already decided this was the important thing. So you're just going to do it regardless of how you think or feel. You're just going to do it. I like that. Absolutely like that. That brings up a question though about the time things take. And I think email is where this becomes an issue because let's say I, I have a, I mean, I don't know if you recommend people have a certain time of day that they check their email. So they're not just checking it all day long. Um, and so let's say I, I pick noon, I'm going to, noon is when I'm going to check my email, just throwing it out there. So checking email is, is it could be, there are days where it's just a bunch of junk and I, I try to delete, I'm getting better about delete, 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 but it could just be one email that turns into kind of a project, you mm -hmm. know, an email that's like, oh, I can't, well, there, you, you, people don't know what I mean. Like it's an email that you're like, oh, I've got to respond to this and I need, it's going to, it could take an hour to address whatever's in that email. Yeah. Do I then, I didn't know about that hour back at 7.30 when I mm -hmm. wrote my list. It yeah. popped up in the dumb email box. <laughs> so there are two things to say about that. One is that your plan is not always going to work perfectly. So, you know, at 6.30 in the morning or 7.30, you made those decisions with the information that you had at hand. And there are definitely going to be days where something comes up, you know, your washing machine springs a leak and all of a sudden now that's the most important thing. And now you're putting, you know, putting out that fire and dealing with that. So your workout just, you know, took a backseat or whatever, you know, things happen. So I think we have to work on bouncing back from that a little bit and just realize and sort of accepting it and saying, okay. I dealt with that. Then when you come back to your list and say, now I have to reorganize, this didn't happen. So now I only have two hours today. So, you know, of the list now, what is really the most important thing to do in those two hours? And then let me carry those other things over to another day. And here's the thing though, is you can't get overly discouraged. And I think that's what you were saying earlier on was that, you know, you would use the plan or the process for a while, and then it wouldn't go perfectly and then eventually you would give up. And I think a lot of people feel that way that when you run into a glitch or you miss a day or two, you get so mad at yourself and you say, oh, just forget it. You know, this whole thing isn't working. But if we can shorten the amount of time it takes to get back on track, then you'll realize that it really can work for you long-term. So if a day totally blew up and didn't go as planned, all right, rework it, take another look at the, at the next day and just, and move on. So, okay, so that email came in, you didn't expect to spend an hour on it. And so when that's done, pause, regroup, look at the plan, rework it and move on. That's right. one thought about that, which is to accept that things won't go perfectly. But when it comes to email or it could be other tasks too, we have to think about this pull to do something right away versus Absolutely. put it on the list and say, okay, so like, let's say I emailed you and I said, um, you know, can you edit this document before I send it out? I need your thoughts on it. Um, maybe that's something that you're excited to do, or maybe, oh, someone else is waiting for it. So you feel a little bit more compelled to do it. But if I didn't, if we didn't already decide that this is due by a certain time in that day, you have no obligation to get that back to me right away. So I think part of the challenge is working on that impulse, which is, oh, let me just do this right away versus putting that on your to-do list. And that's a whole nother conversation, you know, that we cover in the bigger time management program, uh, which we won't totally go into today, but um, sort of not feeling like you have to do everything right away, put it on your list. And then the next morning when you're evaluating everything and making that intentional plan, 
then you can see when you want to work in that task. I think, I think that's exactly it. And it comes back to what we talked about earlier is that whole customer service mindset that you get into as a service. Mm -hmm. My whole business is based on serving people and helping people. And so when I get an email that I think, okay, I could just, I feel like the compulsion to handle it right then and there. Yeah. It's very rarely time sensitive. I mean, I'm not a brain surgeon. I'm not, you know, no one's, no one's looking for medical advice for me. It's, it's yeah. clothes, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, these aren't fires I'm putting out. So I, I probably exaggerated, but I said it takes it. It's, but it's something that it's a discipline that I need to have to say, okay. And I need a way of, I think this is, this is why I handle it right away. I'm afraid if I don't handle that email right away, I will forget about it and right. it will just get lost in all the emails that come after it. I feel your pain, sister. So <laughs> this is why, um, so funny you should say this because I was getting myself into that same jam. I had been really good about emails for a long time. And then I was getting myself in that jam when you don't have a really good system, then there is that fear. There's so much clutter that builds up. And there's this fear that things are going to get lost because you don't have a system. So it kind of sets the stage to feel like you have to do it right away. But then that's actually counterproductive because it's leading you to do things that really aren't the most important thing for the day. And so I really want to make a case for devoting time to putting your email system in place. And I just this week, as a matter of fact, came out with a new course and I have to say, it's so good. I kind of put myself through it because I was going a little astray. And so when I realized that, I paused and I went back and I kind of re kind of wrote out all the elements of the system that had been working for me and I improved it and tweaked it. And I decided it was so good. It like literally turned my email box inbox around in a matter of days and I was feeling on top of the world. So I decided I had to put that out there as a course because I know you and I are not the only people who are struggling with this. It is like a whole nother thing to manage. And so I think it's worth investing time in your system. Just like today, we, we've really put some thought and time into, you know, the, the what do we call it? The light sketch for the day. Um, right. It is worth actually stopping to really think about how you're handling emails and what you want your process to be like. Absolutely. I, I, because that, that is one of those rabbit holes that I talk about. Yeah. It's, it's social media and it's email and um, yeah. And it's just so seductive. We have these darn phones, you know, in our hands and it is easy to take a quick peek and maybe you could work on this one. I like to have little rules kind of like as if you were a programmer, you know, and you can set up these rules for how information is handled. Um, that maybe you're allowed to delete because I do think, I don't know, what number would you say? Like 80% of what we get is trash, like of the emails or 85 even maybe? 85. Yeah. Um, but if we keep them around, then they bury the emails that really are important. So I do think that getting rid of the trash and being obsessive about deleting or filing away is really important. So maybe, you know, if you happen to open up the email... At an unwanted time, you allow yourself to delete, but you don't allow yourself to answer emails if it wasn't your designated time. Okay. So you do recommend having a designated time during the day for email that's dedicated to? Well, I think everybody's different. I mean, if you were, like I work with a lot of people in a hospital system and I don't think they can wait till the end of the day. Like some things are time sensitive and sort of the culture 
um, is not that it would wait, you know, a day or two. So I think you have to think about what's, you know, what are the norms and the expectations in your life, in your world. Um, and everybody's a little bit different and everybody's day-to-day -day flow is a little bit different. So some people find that they can go through it. Like if you're waiting at a doctor's appointment or if you're on hold on a phone call, well, oh, okay, I'll just go through and clean up my email and delete a bunch of things. Like, you know, in some ways it can be helpful to do it throughout the day. But if you're finding that that's really sabotaging you and you're getting too sucked in and you're getting sucked down the rabbit hole, then maybe you do this experiment of giving yourself designated times and work on that muscle of not picking up the phone as much and just okay. see, see how yeah. that works for you. How does that feel? Yeah. I like the idea of maybe um, two, two to three times a day. Yeah. Just, just checking it. And then as I open an email, adding it to my list if it, if it needs action and do it then. Or you could create a folder, like an action folder. Yeah. I need help on that. <laughs> yeah. You're going to love this course. You have to, I have to tell you, you to have do to do this yeah, that sounds, course. That, that, that sounds, I love the idea of having an organized email. Yeah. Basically right now I just delete, delete. And then anything that I have to work on or address, I just leave it there. Yeah. So I'd like a way of sorting and then so I, I need to, I need that. I need that. Yeah. We'll work on that. So my group is starting on Monday. So when this podcast comes out, um, it'll overlap a little bit. I think it'll still be early enough that people could jump in. So I'll put all that information in the show notes. If anyone else out there is struggling with your email, like us, I'm sure it's, it's an epidemic. I tell yeah. you, it's an absolute epidemic. It is. It's just the byproduct of these smartphones. Um, like shoveling out the ocean, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, let me ask you this. Uh, we've covered a lot of topics today. So what stands out as three things that you're super excited to implement from our conversation today? Um, definitely the 10 o'clock, a 10 o'clock start time would be one. Um, scheduling office hours or check-in times for for my client work, being intentional about that and and coming up with times, polling the group, finding out the best times for that. And, um, and I like the idea of kind of having the permission to have this light sketch mm -hmm. and not being really structured. That's liberating to me. That yeah. I, that I kind of have it both ways. I can have structure, but not be too structured. Yes. I bet, you know how, when you look at different planners, some of them have the hours, you know, mm -hmm. all written out. And then some of them have blank space. Like some have, I've seen some that have three blank boxes, like morning, afternoon, and evening. I have a feeling that you get thrown off or agitated by the hours and that you might like the ones that just have the squares. You know and what? You You're just... absolutely right. That's what I should look for. Yeah. So I do like the idea of seeing the whole week, which I don't have now. I do like yeah. that idea of seeing the whole week, but just have it be morning, midday, end of day. I yeah. do like such a good example of how we're all different because the blank, the squares would, would agitate me that I would feel like a little lost with that. So I really like the grounding of the hour blocks and there's no right or wrong. Everybody is different. So it's really about tuning into how your brain works and how your psyche works and how your life is and finding the solution that's good for you. And it doesn't have to be the same one that Sally's doing next to you. Oh, it's true. It's true. And there's that whole thing about flow, you know, that I get into there's it's it's crazy. I used to, I feel like I'm a morning person, but if I have a project to do, like a writing project, like these emails that I have to write, 
lot of times I don't start doing them until like three in the afternoon, which should be. And I, and I, I'll say, oh, it'll be like time to it'll be like five o'clock. And I'll be like, I'm just hitting my stride. Like I wish yeah. I could stride earlier in the day. So that's, but that kind of comes with adding that structure and figuring out the best time to do those kind of. Yeah. Same thing. This, that would actually be a really good topic for us. Um, another episode. Everybody has their peak times when they are most alert, most creative, most productive. And um, so it's great to match the tasks that require that with the time of day that, you know, that's best for you. But I would be curious for you to think about maybe what sets the stage for flow to come, come to be, come into uh, reality. And maybe, okay. maybe it's time of day, but maybe it's like, oh, I've worked out, I've had two meals and now I've set the stage for flow. And like I am my favorite coach, Nicole used to say to me that she couldn't work out until she had two meals. You know, some people like can work out. I mean, they can wake up and then jump right into a workout. I have like, I need a little carb in the morning and then I do a workout. And she would say, no, 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 have to have two meals and then I'm ready for workout. So everybody's different and it's just good to know yourself. So Before we wrap up today, I have one other assignment for you, which is to put a note in your phone for two weeks from now okay. to text Carol and tell me how your light sketch is working. Done. Okay. Very okay. good at doing homework. If you want to tell me to do anything else, I'll write it down and I promise I'll do it. <laughs> so we have to, okay, I'm going to sneak in one more thing that we have to help you work on honoring the promises you make to yourself as much as the promises you make to other people. Absolutely. And you know what? I'll tell you, that was part of my Miracle Morning affirmations for a long time. When I was first really trying to work on my own time management, that is the affirmation I wrote out. I honor the promise I make to myself. So if I said I was going to do something, if I said I was going to work out, if I said I was going to, um, I don't know, you know, clean my office, then I'm going to do it because that is the promise that I made to myself. I like that. That's a good mantra. Yeah. I, I like that. This, right. has been, this has been so helpful. I I'm am really charged up. I'm so, so happy to hear it. Thank you so much for being willing to share your story because I know you're not alone and there are going to be so many other people listening who will relate. So I thank you so much as always for sharing that. And again, for being the one responsible for cre- the whole creation of this business of mine. So that's a stretch, but I'll, you know, I, it was a, it was a labor of love. <laughs> Well, I I do feel like I owe it to you. So thank you. And thank you everyone for listening today. Check out the show notes. I'll put in some notes with lots of um, different topics that we covered today. So you can take a look and I'll be back next week for another episode. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you love today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.